All right, let's see. Man, we got a message from Jeromeo. What does he need now? Hopefully this isn't another general algorithm command either. Attention, crew of the Shiro base. General Romeo here. The high Oh, sorry about my imposter there. This is the real General Romeo. Oh, and did I tell you that you can come right down to General Romeo's uh, used car dealership and get uh, $200 off a used car today. But that's not all. Today, if you act fast, the High Council has requested for John Harju to be permanently stationed on the Shiro base okay. as you continue mission, your mission through the Gundam Wing District. Now I gotta get going. Got customers coming left and right over here. Come on down to General Romeo's car used car dealership today. I'm really starting to worry about all these imposters of General Romeo. I'm really starting to wonder who's real. All right, well, John was supposed to be with us anyways to review the first three episodes of um, The Witch of Mercury, so we just might as well beam him up right now. Wait, what the... Bro, I was in the shower. Hey, oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey. whoa. Put a towel on. Uh, Yeah, do you have a towel? Uh, right over there in the corner. Yeah. All right, hey, look, you, Jim Romeo just called. You've been conscripted. Congratulations. You're part of the Gundam Watch. We're going to be... Yeah. I, I've been conscripted? Yes, it happens. You're part of the. You're, you've been drafted, buddy. You, you are aware that I'm originally from the Zeon district, right? Well, this is going to be awkward. General Roby, you're coming in. Begin transmission. Should you accept it now, here's your mission. Take your pilot seat and turn on your television. Logging into the Gundam Watch. What is a Gundam? We're gonna answer that question. From back in the classics to the newer expansion. Explore the lore with Dallas Moore and Branson. Welcome to the Gundam Watch. Moriagare, Moriagare, come and join the Gundam Watch. Machiagare, Machiagare, come and join the Gundam Watch. Yamigaeru, Yamigaeru, come and join the Gundam Watch. Brought to you by Geek Devotions comes another podcast to keep your feet in motion. Listen in close and see what's all the commotion. Logging into the Gundam Watch. Dallas and Branson bringing their fandom to you with the passion of the veteran instructing the new. We're diving deep, but the same bees, views, and reviews. Welcome to the Gundam Watch. Hello, Gundam fans, and those who would like to be Gundam fans, welcome to the Gundam Watch, where we are walking through Mobile Suit Gundam uh, and discovering it together. I'm Dallas, and joining me today on the ship, on the uh, on this great ship, Shiro Base, is my friend, new permanent resident of the base, John. How are you? How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I prefer Xeon District Ambassador. Zeon District and Bath right when I just write that note down and just throw it away. So how are you doing, bud? <laughs> um all right. Uh yeah. I'm glad so, you found in the uniform. That's good. I it's well, I, I, I like it. It's red and it has the gold trim on it. And I yep. got this neat helmet that has this metal visor, so I've got that going for me. <laughs> Uh, I think that was the one Branson was wearing. There might be some fleas from Poofy in that helmet. Just be careful. Well, as long as I don't got no Poofy from Poofy, I'm good. Oh, goodness gracious. That was terrible. Well, John, you're going to be joining us for our journey through the Gundam Wing series um, district. However, uh, I was bringing you on board anyways to talk about the first three episodes of The Witch from Mercury, uh, which for those of you who are, are new to the show, John was with us to talk about the prelude. 
And you left that um, missing some context. You weren't really sure about the series. And so I asked if you'd come back at following the rule of three, which is you get three episodes. And generally by the third episode, people are, you know, you decide if you're going to continue with the series or not. And that's what we're doing today. John, you're going to be you're going to be taking part in the discussion on the rule of three, basically. Okay. Are you excited? Your silence speaks everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to speak words of affirmation only at the moment. So wow. Okay. Well, this is going to be a podcast. So, uh, so what's going to happen here for in a second is John and I are going to go into our individual viewing pods, and we're going to be uh, listening to or not listening, watching the first three episodes. Now, I'm I'm cheating a little bit. I've already watched episode one, so I'm going to be rewatching episode one all the way through. Um, and we're going to give you kind of our final thoughts. Um, I want to say this, John, as you go into the pod, I want you to keep something in mind before you watch this. Um, this series, when it was written, when it was done, was done with a very specific purpose. Um, basically, the the people of Sunrise had, had heard in an interview that uh, young people were not connecting with Mobile Suit Gundam anymore. Uh, the stories, the, the, the typical Gundam world was not connecting with them so this was kind of a way of them reinventing most gundam to do that so as you kind of go in uh, i want to encourage you uh just kind of have that mindset as you as you watch today so what you're saying is we need to have another world war in order for people to like gundam uh possibly <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well let's go into uh the pods and let's uh let's watch some gundam let's see here oh the pod feels good today all right so we're what are my expectations for the first three episodes of the witch for mercury now to be fair i'm cheating a little bit because i did do a review thanks to general algorithm on episode one so what am i looking for here obviously episode one left with some uh, interesting things taking place Saleta being uh, proposed to all of a sudden all kinds of crazy things like that so my expectations going forward is hopefully some resolution to that understanding a little bit more about the world uh get a little bit more into what's happening with these companies probably and um man i just don't know uh again i just have so little information really from the first step like the, the first episode was good but I'm hoping for more of an unfolding of the storyline and getting a little bit deeper into who is who and what takes place. I know it's a really vague answer for the question of, of it. Um, that's really all I have. I'm really anxious to see what takes place here. So let's see here. Uh, tacos, check. Popcorn, uh, check. Uh, no poofy around. Let's get this party started. Okay, let's see here now. I finally got my own pod on here, which is going to be uh, poofy free. Uh, the smell is definitely better than it was last time. Um, let's see here. I'll install my ramen machine here, uh, being as uh, Branson has bogarted the taco machine on this particular ship. Um, all right, so thoughts. My thoughts going into this are I'm probably going to end up seeing a lot more stuff that I'm not catching because it's in subtitles and I'll probably be confused like I was last time. Um, 
I'm expecting uh, a, oh, you killed my dad. Now I have to have my vengeance upon your corporation uh, from the orphan daughter from the prelude. And uh, what else? I'm expecting a lot of real corporate politics garbage like was super evident on the prelude as well so all in all i'm gonna i i I honestly feel like i'm probably gonna end up being like super meh on this but i did promise dallas i'd give him three and then we talk about it so (sighs) we shall see episode up to episode three and then see where i sit with it then here goes nothing i i hope you didn't mind i kind of installed something in my pod why do people keep jacking with the taco machines? What did no, no, you do? I didn't. I don't go to taco machine. Branson very made it very clear that he gets the taco machine in this ship. So I got a ramen machine. Oh, well, that does sound good. Was it spicy ramen? It has any kind of ramen you want. Oh, we may I, have to hook that up. I had uh, some... Uh, I forget what it's called. What's that? What's that spicy cabbage that that you have in? Spicy cabbage. Yeah, that fer- that fermented cabbage is kind of orange. Has a little bit of funk to it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> <sighs> I can't remember what it's called now. But it was that kind of ramen, that flavor. Okay. Sweet. <sighs> this is gonna drive me nuts now. Kimchi. Oh, kimchi. That's Korean. Yeah. That's what they stuff. can't they can't have noodle soup? No, I'm just saying Korean uh food is quite good. Yeah. Cool beans. Well, we're not here to talk about kimchi and ramen. We're here to talk about mobile souped Gundam, the witch from Mercury. Yes, let's talk about that. So, and we're gonna kind of break this down. We're gonna do just kind of a casual conversation through the three episodes. Uh, we're not gonna be doing an in-depth conversation on each one. Um Simply because we'll be here for several hours if we do. Here's the thing. I, I, you know, because we marathon them, they all kind of blur together. So being talking about each one specifically is going to be difficult for me. So I'm just going to I'm probably just going to talk in very general terms about the the block of three episodes. So that's fair. That's fair. Well, let's let's jump into it. Um, Episode one started off and um, I would say this first episode was really uh, establishing the ground rules for the world while mixing in flashy mobile suit fights and a glimpse into some of the political drama. I think this was kind of a, just a hodgepodge of all the elements of Gundam to draw in the first a viewer. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll say this much. It, it didn't really like, I, so just give everybody a peek behind the kimono here. Um, I've, I've re- I recently got a subscription to Crunchyroll and I, I, I started watching the original Mobile Suit Gundam. So I, mm-hmm. just to kind of get my feet wet and in, in as far as what Gundam is. So I got a, I got several episodes deep in that. And then I started watching this and I, I will tell you this much. The Witch from Mercury is. I mean, with the with the three episodes that we've watched now. Mm-hmm. it's not what I would expect for a mobile suit Gundam series. Yeah. And I can, and I can very much see what you were saying in that they've reinvented it for a younger audience because mm-hmm. that's very much what it feels like. Yeah. 
And and I, I kind of I'm feeling you because before I heard that, uh, and uh, for for context, I I am running the uh, the Gundam Watch uh, social media. <laughs> so if you're uh, on Twitter, I run the the Gundam Watch Twitter also, and so I'm hearing a lot of conversation because a lot of the conversation takes place there. And I somebody posted up the the interview with this guy uh, that was talking about it, and I was like, this makes so much more sense now because it is so different. We've not had one quite so. I don't want to say kiddish, but so, I mean, it seems brighter than what a normal uh, Mobile Suit Gundam uh, series looks like. It's uh, actually Gundam, not a Gunpla anime. When I was watching it, the phrase that kept going through my head was teen drama. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see where you're getting that. Well, is that like, are you, is that distracting for you as a viewer? Um, it, it's like so many other things. I've used this description so many times recently, uh, but it's a lot like reaching, grabbing a cup and taking a big drink of milk when you're expecting Coke. <laughs> I, know, I get it, that. It, it's not bad, but my expectations were set for something completely different. Mm-hmm. So and that's the thing is, um, and that, that's one of the reasons why I, I, I really wanted you to to watch the prelude and hopefully wet your appetite a little bit, knowing, though, that it was going to be so different because it was. I mean, this is completely different than what I think a lot of people were expecting. Well, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. If Nirvana, if Nirvana reunited and had a different singer and guitarist. Would it still be Nirvana? Would it still be from my understanding, the driving force behind Nirvana was Kurt Cobain. So I would say no. Right, right. You would say no. Because the the driving force, the main writer, the main mindset was was him. Okay. So now let me let me take that concept and shift it for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Could that band still be a good band? It sure would would it be appropriate for them to call themselves Nirvana or should they have a different name? Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like how to put this. The problem is you're kind of comparing apples to oranges. I, a I franchise I'm, versus versus a band that was based around a single head. Well, no, no. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to show you the logic of where I'm coming from here. Okay. Um, what it would seem to me and again i'm very new to this series to, to right. this franchise whatever you want to call it so you know i may be speaking out of turn a little bit saying what i'm about to say but it would seem to me that there's a specific style of storytelling that people expect when it comes to any of the gundam gundam series mm -hmm. and the fact that that's not getting delivered in this series would lead me to think that it can be a good series, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good Gundam series. And with, with that said, I think it would be probably be better and set more appropriate expectations if they didn't have it under the Gundam brand. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a lot. Uh, one thing I've I've learned since I've since I've started my weebification is uh, that there are several other mobile suit style 
uh, TV shows and cartoons outside of the mobile suit Gundam. And I, I think that if they would have gone that route with this and be like from the makers of mobile suit Gundam, we have Mm. this completely new thing, like call it, call it, you know, mobile suit school, you know, or (laughs) something to that effect. I think, I think that it would set expectations a bit better than just being like, Mobile suit Gundam. I see what you're saying. I do. Um, Let me ask you this. In your approximation, what is the form of storytelling that you think Gundam is supposed to be? Uh, Space war slash political intrigue. Okay. So this is where, and I, I agree, that's a lot of that. I would say... This has that. However, it's it because it's first off we're in the first three episodes, so we're not getting too much into the space war aspect. Oh, of it. absolutely. But, but the the war is, and this is where they've made a really interesting shift. It is not necessarily between, um, like the colonists versus the federation, um, but it's actually between companies. This is more of a corporate level of, of everything. And there is a little bit of this because we have this we have this conversation about this racism between Spatians and Earthians, mm-hmm. where Spatians seem to be the upper class, which is an interesting take of of that, and the um the Earthians being the lower class individuals. Uh, excuse me, sir, but we like to be called Earthicans. Earthicans. <laughs> so that's fair but uh but i mean that's that's what we have at brewing at the moment and we, we get a little bit more of that in episode two i believe with choo-choo when she's like she's all angry about the uh about how they're being spoken to by this patients hmm. what are your thoughts on that Oh, I don't like I said, the individual episodes kind of bleed together. So I mean if mm-hmm. you're if you're looking for specific episode So big poofy pink hair girl mm. when she got mad at the at the lunch table when the, the spatians were Yeah, when were they were basically like, play, being mean girl to homegirl. Yeah, I, I got that. I, I was unfazed. It like okay, so for people out there it, it, I'll, I'll out of character real quick here. I'm a youth pastor. <laughs> I work with a youth group. So right. this is just another, that's just another day at the office for me. That's, yeah. I mean, so it, I, that didn't really phase me. And that, that's a me issue. Like when I, when I see like teenage issues, I just kind of glaze over and I'm like, okay, let's move on with the plot here. So I didn't really focus on that too much outside of this, outside of thinking that, that, in, that girl's hair was ridiculous. If you saw that taking place between a white girl and a black girl, If I actually saw that, oh, I where, would. Where, where a white girl came up and spat in the food of a black girl's, uh, and a black girl's plate. How would you respond then? I'd make her eat it. <laughs> you make the white girl eat it. Who I whoever did the spitting, right? But yeah. the racial divide there—that's that—that's the divide we see in this. Not necessarily race, but now it's a whole people group in space versus a people group in, from Earth. 
Oh yeah, but I mean, it, it's it, it's not even just space versus Earth. It's specific planets now too, when because they mm-hmm. kept calling the they kept calling what's her name, uh, Saleta. So yeah, they kept calling Saleta uh, a bumpkin. You know, yeah, which which isn't as slanderous, at least not mm-hmm. in the English dialect. I can't speak for the Japanese culture, right? But in 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 the same sense, you know, it shows a certain uh derogatory uh perspective against people from the planet mercury sure so i mean i i didn't really see it so much i i i more picked up at it picked up on it as less of a racial thing and more of a class-based thing uh, mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of the divide struck me more as a uh, corporate shareholding Mm-hmm. versus versus specific location like say for instance um uh guel i think his name is ghoul or Guel. Yeah, ghoul. uh ghoul um he, whatever company his dad it, dad owns um i think as their stock slides because they're as it's probably going to after the events of episode three right um I think you're going to see that his popularity is going to turn around on him and he's an, he's a Earthican. So. Right. Earthican. <laughs> I, I yeah. think, I think it's more of a, uh, a class based system than it, than really locale. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could be wrong. Right. There just, it does seem to be a, a class based system, but some of it is based out of, out of the location of the family where they came from, mm-hmm. but also their, their positioning within the, uh, the umbrella, the corporation. I was about to call it the umbrella corporation. The umbrella, the umbrella, corporation. The umbrella of the corporation. Bro, if, we could get, if we could get Resident Evil meets Gundam, <laughs> I would be about that. I felt I, like you just described Evangelion. <laughs> are you serious? Uh, kind of ish but not if you're looking at like gundams mechs that go wild that's kind of it um yeah yeah you just piqued my curiosity now i'll have to watch that as soon as i'm done with tokyo ghoul which i'm you, in the middle of you right may now. want to have a conversation with your psychiatrist before you do that because well, I, it is depressing Ooh, i love me some feels <laughs> Okay. It, it it's it's hard it, as a as a uh, sociopath it's hard for me to feel emotion so bring it on this is, oh yeah it's gonna hurt you so <laughs> but um but yeah everyone's underneath this group and so there's a social hierarchy as far because we even see Saleta's mother who's not her mother but is her mother um um uh, what do they call her lady prospero prospero uh, mercury yeah um she is um you know she said she's like at the bottom of the corporation they're doing that kind of stuff but she's still there she's still there so speaking of her the whole second episode in my opinion was more of a focus on the politics of the world um which is the second episode was a giant business meeting it it really was (laughs) but that's (laughs) i mean it's it, it brings in this whole conversation about stuff you know, and like, um, what's her name? Um, Yorne's dad. <laughs> They're like, she's like, no, this is the Gundam. He's like, yes, it is. And she's like, why? It doesn't meet the standards. And he's like, because I said so. Like, like he's just this big jerk of like, nope, it's a Gundam. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, it, it, I'm about done with that guy. 
I think everybody is. <laughs> there was there was memes going around on Twitter and face and Instagram of of him, um, like several panels of him, and it, of him saying it's a Gundam, and it's like showing like like the um, the mobile suits from uh, Robotech, uh, Optimus Prime, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a couple other ones. Of nope, it's a Gundam. It's a Gundam. It's a Gundam. Like basically, he's like this. Like he's throwing a tantrum right there. He's like, no. I don't like it. I, I no, <laughs> and he can't. And he's, I think you can tell he's getting frustrated because, you know, he thought he got rid of this whole Gundam situation. You know, sixteen or seventeen years beforehand, and it's like, nope. Oh no, probably twelve years beforehand because she's seventeen now. But anyways, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And then like to have Mjorne um, come in and she's like. That's it. Forget you, Dad. I'm going to do this anyways. And this obstinance of her. And then her go, all right, fine. And this is what I liked about her was that she goes, we'll play by your rules. I challenge you to duel. Like, she really thinks that, like, that Suleta could whoop her dad. And they just, you know, move past the situation. Which put him in an interesting corner to go, I have to own up to my own stuff. Yeah, I mean... Kind of sucks what you know, kind of sucks when you're the king and you're like, My word is law, and then you're like, Okay, I'm gonna use your word now. What are you gonna do <laughs> exactly? Uh, so I'm exempt, <laughs> but that's that political theater that I told that I've told you about that I enjoy about Gundam series, uh, is the um, the movement of pieces and seeing how people are connected and and the use of people and how um, things play out. Um, I think that uh, Suleta's mother is this world's version of Char as the bold. Not just because she's wearing a mask, but because she is out for revenge and she has put place, pieces in place. She's changed her name and her identity to get close to the situation. I like, well, She sent her daughter into the lion's den for revenge purposes. He, he, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how you say people who wear masks are typically the bad guy, right? I don't think she's the bad guy. I don't guy say that. One. Branson says that. I said it can be. Bro, bro, bro. I Okay. First of all, I'm the Gundam Watch fanboy here. <laughs> Branson showed up in a mask and you're like, no, people who wear masks are the bad guys. I said they're often the bad guys. <laughs> so, but that being said, uh, it, it, I think it's an interesting role reversal. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks in volumes to what you and Branson were talking about with the OG Gundam, uh, which is, you know, it, it's really hard to say that this side's bad and this side's good. Although I, I will say in this one that, yeah, big king jerk face who changes the rules as he sees fit i'm done with him he's he's a jerk and he can go fall on a fire for all i can hear but i mean i mean i can understand the motivations of pretty much everybody else in this series i'm just like right it, depending on how you want to look at it they're not necessarily a bad person i know they really wanted to paint uh ghoul i guess that's what we're calling him Mm-hmm. I like this is this is like trying to say someone's name who you've only read for me <laughs> uh but uh when you uh they tr- they really try to paint him as being a bad guy in this series 
And I don't see that, you know, I, I see him as someone who, whose father has consistently just, I don't want to say disrespect, uh, discredited, um, Mm -hmm. put him uh, down just basically, uh, has zero confidence Mm -hmm. in, in anything his son can do. And basically just could care less really about his son's capabilities has no pride, has no pride in his son, you know? Right. Um, and so he constantly feels the need to prove himself and he he's, he's trying to find affirmation in a father that he, he isn't going to find because yeah. his father doesn't have it to give. Um, so I, I find him to be a very sympathetic character, especially at the end of episode three. Oh, totally. Uh, so I came when, when it came time to record this, let me back up. Uh, so when I watched the first two, before I watched the first two episodes, um, going into it, I was expecting that this was going to be a three and done series for me. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. Watching the first two episodes, Mm -hmm. um, the subtitles weren't a problem for me this time. Uh, Crunchyroll was a lot not easier for me to follow the subtitles than it was on the website that you had me watching it on the last time we watched. Oh, that's the, interesting. The preview, or not the prelude, preview, the uh, prologue. Prelude. Um. So I was able to follow along j- easy enough. Um, and that, funny enough, there was a couple times where my my quarter of Japanese in college started to kick in, and I understood some things <laughs> as they were saying them, and I'm like. Right. So every so often I would hear something and I'd be like, I didn't need the subtitle. And I'm like, I knew that. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but I digress. But I, I, you know, I'm watching the first two episodes. I'm like, OK, this is this is high school drama. This is basically like Archie comics with Gundams hmm. is, is how it feels like, you know, you got. You got uh, Ghoul, who's like Moose, and then uh, uh, you got the redheaded girl. I can't remember her name. Saleta. She's like she's like Betty, and then the white-haired girl. Um, she's Veronica, you know. And then the guy who's like, I will never fall in love again. He's kind of the Archie character. And, <laughs> It, it literally is. It, it's yeah. Archie comics with Gundams to, uh, up to that point. Maybe, maybe add a dash of 90210. Um, <laughs> I need somebody now to like make that happen for me. Like, make a <laughs> Archie cover with, like, hey, described like this. Here, here's the thing, though. It, it, it could happen. I mean, Archie did a crossover with uh, the Predator. So That's true. I, I saw that. <laughs> um. But I digress. So I, I, when I got to the end of the second episode, I was just like, all right, this is going to be a three and out for me. And, and, I, and I'm fine with that. I, I gave you a commitment for three episodes and that's fine. Then I got to the end of episode three. Episode three changed everything. <laughs> Not because it gave me what I wanted from Gundam, 
because but because they there was so much intrigue that happens in the last scene of episode three mm-hmm. they they crafted a I, I'm trying desperately not to spoil this episode because this is this is a such a good episode to go into blind. <laughs> um, like literally, there is something that happens at the end of the episode, and I literally out loud said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and right after I said that, Saletta Mercury goes, "What?" like i know (laughs) and it's just like it was at that moment where i'm like yes i want this to happen i i i'm literally i i'm a fangirl i can't even call myself a fanboy because I'll, i'll tell you this much i don't think this series was designed with teenage boys in mind i don't think so either I think that this series was designed with teenage girls in mind to attract the teenage female demographic, which I don't Mm. think other Gundam series have done so well picking up on based off of the imagery that I've seen just kind of tooling around on Crunchyroll. Right. Uh, This is the first one I feel that has really had that kind of an appeal to it. Mm -hmm. And I, the, the series has got me feeling a little bit like a brony dude. (laughs) <laughs> like a brony <laughs> yeah because it's just like at first i was just like ah, teenage girl problems yuck and now i'm just like i'm here for it i need it <laughs> G- give it to me all i'm gonna watch this series right so I-, I will tell anybody else who's listening who has reservations about this show give it to episode three welcome to the rule three ladies and gentlemen and and you know what um when I say give it to episode three, I'm not including the prelude. Yeah. The prelude is optional. So far, it really hasn't played the a whole lot. was purely to establish world dynamics for you to understand why the Gundam is outlawed and to give you the drama, the fact that the, the dude that murdered everybody is basically in charge of the world right now. That was, that was purely, in my opinion, to date, the only reason for that. Outside of that, well, it will come into play later on and some things too, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, give it to the actual episode three because mm-hmm. episode three changes everything in my mm-hmm. opinion. I can't help but wonder if the prelude was designed to, um, to answer the questions I knew people were going to ask in these first few episodes. Like, why is homegirl wearing a mask? Why do they dislike Gundams? Why, like, you know, what's all these things happen? Because, like, in the original series, uh, if you remember, like, uh, when Branson and I reviewed the first movie, there was this conversation about who is Sharaznabold and Cecilia. Hmm. And then in episode two, um, it kind of developed, okay, they're, they're siblings, we don't understand, but we don't get a full description until episode three of all the crazy stuff that's taking place with him having being the son of Zion Daiku and all this other stuff. So I can't help but wonder that when they crafted this, they went, go, okay, knowing Gundam history, we know that this is a problem that people are going to be like, why do we care about this situation? Why do we care about, about, um, uh, about Suleta and her mother and the fact that like, why is it like really crazy that she's here with a different name 
and different identity. Um, I get that. And you're probably correct. Mm -hmm. From my perspective, I wish I would have gone into the series a bit more blind without the prelude. Okay. Um, because I have a feeling that the prelude's optional for people like you who want that information. Mm -hmm. I come from the school of storytelling where I would rather see it unfold naturally within the story than being told, Hey, Mm -hmm. this, um, so I get that. Uh, it's a story crafting technique called show. Don't tell. Right. Um, so, and it's not to say that I don't get or don't appreciate what they were trying to do with that. It's just, it, it's not what my personal preference would have been, but in the same sense, if I wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have said, Hey, can you watch this? I probably, I wouldn't have ended up on the Gundam watch either. So <laughs> I wouldn't, story. I probably wouldn't have a subscription to Crunchyroll, and <laughs> I would never have watched the entire series of the vampire dice in no time. Oh, wow. You've already finished. That. <laughs> I, bro, I finished that like almost a week ago oh my gosh (laughs) i devoured that show that's so funny welcome to weebhood uh (laughs) i want to get back to episode three real quick um because at the end of episode three there is this huge fight that Mm -hmm. takes place obviously and that fight in my opinion perfectly shows the the actual struggle of what's taking place, which is, in my opinion, the struggle we have the struggle of corporations, but I think the real struggle is the generational gap. You have the children who are suffering the consequences of this worldly mindset of these corporations, and to the point that you have the son. And you said it like he's he's living a life where his dad has no respect for him. He's just a pawn, and I mean, how- he says like, "Do you not even have? Do you not have any confidence in who in me as a person?" And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> You're just a tool for me to get my 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 uh, to grow myself as a corporate man. I mean, we're only three episodes in. How many times have we seen that guy get slapped by his father? Oh my goodness! Like it's it's terrible. There there was a meme that went out um, yes uh, last week because he got slapped around so many times um, about the fact that. Armro, so in uh, in, in uh, most of Gundam, Armro said, "I've never been slapped by my father," and the other guy goes, "I've never not been slapped by my father," <laughs> <laughs> which is it's sad, but but for real, it's like his dad just beats the crap out of him. It's depressing to watch. My dad kisses me with the palm of his hand. Yeah, no, that's bad. Do not do that. We will come for you. <laughs> so. But uh, but I think that that mobile suit fight, it shows that struggle more than anything else because he's piling a, a mobile suit that he's not even in control of until the very end. Yeah, and the thing about it is up until that point, it was just like a regular Gundam fight for me. I'm just kind of like, blah. But the mm-hmm. moment he that he destroys the AI on his Gundam and just goes into it, that wasn't a Gundam. It was just a mobile suit. Whatever, dude. You know what I'm talking about. I'm, <laughs> I'm using the word Gundam for the mobile suits because I am weeb light. Okay. You I'm, will I, learn. I am weeb adjacent still. So <laughs> just one calorie, not weeb enough. I can acknowledge this. Um, But when he broke the AI on his mobile suit, um, yeah, all the feels poured out at that point. It was mm-hmm. just like, 
it's like i know soletta's gotta win but oh my gosh i'm rooting for you bro i get it i feel it like it, it was at that point in the fight where i felt what that guy was feeling and it's just like mm-hmm. he is not a bad guy he just just at cross uh at cross motivations with soletta at the moment yeah i i give you that and it's it's sad um, to see him being put in the situation, I, I was with you. Like when they started to unfold that story more, I think they they played a little bit of that story out in the second episode, and obviously it unfolded completely in episode three. That's where the switch really turned. Like you went from being okay, this is just a, a high school jerk to like, oh no, like like I feel bad for this kid. And uh, actually, it reminded me of John. Um, ironically, um, I was talking with my friend John. Uh, from uh, my days back in Missouri, and we were kind of shouting right? We we're kind of like reflecting on some of the um, the people who used to uh, to pick on on him and I. We were not the popular kids uh, there at the school, and we had some kids who decided to express themselves. Hmm. And I was talking to John <laughs> about it, going, "Man, what happened to these guys?" And he's like, "Oh, dude." And he starts to reveal to me stuff that I had no idea. Like the backstory. Some of these guys were going through some pretty dumb stuff. Like they had some pretty bad home life experiences, which explains why they were expressing the way they did. And that's really what I saw with Ghoul was he, here's this young man who, like so many other kids in this world right now, in this in the series, they have a terrible home life. They, they're, they're pawns. There's a few of them that seem to be okay. But for the most part, they seem to be pawns in some in a in a grander scale, and they don't know how to express that appropriately. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could relate to him from my own personal experience. I mean, the guy is so desperate for any kind of affirmation from a father figure mm-hmm. that you know he's throwing he's literally throwing himself into fights trying to have any form of praise hear any form of praise saying you are worthwhile um oh god i just i just got my maintenance report um (laughs) that's coming later ladies and gentlemen yeah 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 uh it's just like i i've been there before you know i and i'm i'm fairly open about my my uh uh, anxiety and where it comes from in my church and my church history and having been under a spiritually abusive pastor. Right. Uh, and, and that all happened at the same, around the same time that my dad was divorcing my mom. So I didn't have really a positive role model, male right. role model in my life. And I was just looking for, and, and at that time in my life, I was looking for any kind of affirmation from some sort of older male that I could possibly uh, give that to so I, I i can relate with him on a deeper level than some people can i think that's the reason why i was so moved at the end of the episode three yeah and why i understood despite the fact that it was came from completely out of left field right the incident that happens at the very end of episode three mm. like i get that now yeah because i can understand why he did that and i'm like it was still a big old wait what <laughs> <laughs> see this is the beauty of gundam that um i i've i've talked about several aspects of gundam that i love there's the political intrigue there's the fact that 
It shows conflict from multiple sides, but has a great way of creating a variety of characters where no matter who you are, you can find a character that you connect with in some fashion. And and I, that's just good storytelling, in my opinion, to create a story where you can connect with a character somewhere. Now, it may not be a major character, um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that there was this character that they created that you you connected with in this way. It was a because character I didn't want to connect with, though. Huh? It was a character I didn't want to connect with, though. Because <laughs> that, I mean, damaged person or not, which he is. Right. He's 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 a very hurting person. Because as the old adage goes, hurt people hurt people. Right. Um, but as damaged as he is, he still is a very cruel individual Mm -hmm. for lack of better words um and i i think that that's a learned trait that he got from his father Mm -hmm. um so i don't like relating to someone like that but in the same sense i can't help but have my heart go out for him because of where he's at and it's just like bro bring it in let me tell you about let me tell you about a father figure where you can get this affirmation from or i want to i want to hand i want to hand him a space bible and be like let me tell you let me tell let me tell you about space jesus (laughs) space jesus oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh that's funny yeah that's good though that's cool man well let's uh let's talk about the uh the mobile suits we saw man uh we, we saw several uh in them um Okay. Well, what were your thoughts? What'd you like? What did you like? Where Ariel and Ariel is Saleta's suit for the people who haven't watched this. Uh where Ariel is pretty slick. I mean, oh, yeah. that's a fun suit to watch. Um I think that suit suffers from Superman syndrome. Because it's just too powerful. It's just, oh, I can't, you know. Apparently water is its kryptonite. But outside of that, it's just like you can't if it's indestructible if there's no sense of danger in it then there's no excitement in it for me that's Um, one thing that people were talking about on twitter and instagram uh, over the last couple weeks was this suit feels like a mid-season um or mid-season at least half back end of season suit where like it's been upgraded with something special like and you'll see this as you get more into uh gundam there will be a shift where the main protagonist or one of the main protagonists gets a new suit that's that's supercharged. Mm. Uh, you're going to see that in Mobile Suit Gundam, actually. Um, in the latter half of the series, uh, one of the main protagonists is going to get a new suit, and it is OP, um, but dangerous at the same time to him. So everyone is saying, man, uh, you're right. This thing seems way OP for what it is at this time frame. Yeah. Um but I will say that uh, Ghoul's suit that he has at the, at the end of episode three in that duel, mm-hmm. that thing was dope. That was the, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, not the Delenza. That was the uh, uh, Daryl Blade. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that'll be something that'll matter to me at some point. But at this juncture, it's just like a ghoul suit at the end of episode uh, three. Right. Uh, but that thing, that thing was super dope. And Dude, I, I liked it. I liked it so much. He was able to do so much better once he killed the AI in that thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, I, I feel like uh, 
uh, Ken Watanabe in, in Godzilla, when I was watching that, I'm just like, let them fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like that was, that fight got so much more epic once he did that. Mm. That suit really was bad to the bone and it just took him piloting himself. Uh, like, and by the way, this will become important to you, these names, when you start going, man, I really want to build the gunplay of that. Oh, well, that's that's just it. I was just sitting there thinking to myself, like, no joke. And, and Dallas can testify because I've been talking about this in our little side chat. But like, I seem to be drawn to all of the bad guy stuff <laughs> in, in, when it comes to these things. Like I, I showed him my cosplay for Geeked Con net for next year. Um I, I showed him the first gunpla that I want to that I want to build, which is actually the Red Comet gunpla. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I've seen ep- this this uh, suit in episode three, I'm like, I kind of want the gunpla for that now. When they, whenever <laughs> it becomes a thing, so like they're, they're and it's not because they're bad. Like obviously, I'm attracted to good bad guys that, right, right. that that's kind of my jam i like to play the villain in things it's why i dm it's why i'm the big bad in uh in a gospel by gaslight you know it's why i play an anti-hero in supersonic supersonic pod comics it's just like i i i i believe that the better your bad guy is mm-hmm. the better your story is because your bad guy is what creates the story right uh so i i enjoy a good villain um and so i think that's what really switches switches me on to these things like uh, the cosplay that i have is is for the zeon army and it's just like i want that because <laughs> that's a good that that that's a really good villain base and it, and it's it's a uh sympathetic villain base to say the mm-hmm. least as well um you know and you know, let's face it. Uh, Char's uh, mobile suit was kind of slick. Yeah. And yeah. when it comes exactly. to it was pretty lit. And when it comes to this series that we're supposed to be talking about, uh, you know, goals mobile suit was kind of slick, you know, right. and Let he asked this. What did ahead. you think of the compare uh, between um, the Delanza, which is what he had in the first one? Uh, versus um, his red one in uh, the Daryl Blade. What did you think of the difference between those two? Oh, it was night and day. Yeah. I mean, she she rolled him up and smoked him in the first in the first fight. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, like the style of it, not necessarily the the battle. You're right. I mean, she whooped up on that thing in the first one, but like the 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 feel and the look of those of the uh, mobile suit. What do you think of it? Um, the first one was kind of sleek and and streamlined a bit i th- i think it's a little bit more visually appear appealing like hey that's that's kind of slick looking mm-hmm. but that that second the delonza i think is what you called it the daryl daryl blade daryl blade the daryl blade uh i'm sorry daryl baldy baldy okay whatever you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um that was a chonky boy I think you had the reverse. The Dar Balde was the slick one. The, mm. In the first episode, it was the um, the Lanza that was 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 chunky. No, the second one was the chunky one because that one had the parts that came off of it, kind of like mm. the. Uh, oh, now you're sending me links. 
I'm sending so as we were live recording, I'm sending links to Gundam.fandom of uh, the images of these things. Um, the second one is a Darrow Blade that he that he used in the second one. But it doesn't tell me how many hit points they have. <laughs> so it depends if the AI is active or not. No, nah, no, nah, the that second one is definitely chunkier because those shoulder pads and as two other parts come off and they get okay, all, I see what you're saying. They get all laser bladey. Um, yeah, yeah. and as they fly around like and that's something else that i've noticed about these gundam episodes when they're like next time on gundam uh they don't give you an honest preview oh no no they don't because it's, it's a big tease because i i watched that one they had they had the blade the the detached blades come off and he was like spinning and he was just like a giant flurry of laser blades coming at uh Soleta and ariel and I'm like, oh, that's going to be slick. And he kind of does that in this, but not like what they do at the end. Right. I, I'm curious if that's something we're going to see later. What I would like to see is to see that uh, that second Gundam pull mm-hmm. like a Obi-Wan with its with its uh, floating uh, laser blades. And uh-huh. so when Ariel does the whole multi-beam attack that she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it deflects it by hitting the lasers with the beams. You know what I'm talking about? Cool. Get, yeah, get yeah, all yeah. Star Warsy with it. <laughs> that would be pretty lit to actually see happen. I'm I'm excited to see because they seem to be animating the uh the fights quite beautifully, especially when they start using the well, I guess they're calling I was about to call them funnels, but they call them drones in this. Mm. But once they start utilizing those, it's quite pretty how they do it. Okay. I'm I'm going to ask a question here that's going to be super spoilery okay uh so when you edit this episode mark the times down when we have this conversation so people who don't want the end of episode three spoiled okay uh can skip past this so i've given everybody who's listening to this plenty of time to skip ahead and i've given you plenty of warning that i'm going to unleash a major spoiler for the end of episode three so if you get spoiled by this question it's your own fault so who are who who are you who are you shipping saletta with are you shipping her with ghoul with his marriage proposal at the end or are you shipping him her with that one i can never fall in love guy i'm shipping her with nobody oh really the none of the three suitors between uh Miorne or the well, uh, Miorne is not a real Miorne is not a real. She's a, yeah, she's made it very clear. She's purely in this because she's looking for a way out from her dad. She's not has no intention to go through with this whole thing. Um, I think by the end of the series, she's not going to be with any of them, um, and she's going to be, be. She's just so not aware of any of that stuff. Uh, if they're going to build a relationship with her with somebody. I think we'll see it later in the season. I'm just I'm just saying as is right now though. As is right now. Um man, I really don't know. I'm Ellen, shipping I, I'm shipping Guletta. Yeah. I mean that's all that's all there is to it. I I am I am team Guletta. I, I'll tell you this. Um there's so people on Twitter that are, are rooting with you. Um I think Elon is less interested in her, but more interested in what she is and what the Gundam is. I, I would have loved it if they, instead of calling him Elon, if they would have called him Elam with an M instead. Right. 
because then backwards, that's just male. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's the dude. <laughs> so, you know, if it was right. the dude, he'd be like, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> So what are you looking forward to in this series? You, you've mentioned already that you've this, like the rule three worked. You got three episodes in, you're hooked into it. But what, are you, like, what are you projecting? What are you looking forward to? What am I projecting? Soap opera. This is going to be yeah. a giant. This, this is going to be a giant soap opera with laser fights. That's fair. I, I, I see less, less emphasis on political intrigue. I, I feel like, I feel like the corporate espionage aspect is only there to fuel the teenage drama. Hmm. um it's one of those things like where the kids will mimic what they see their parents doing Mm -hmm. sort sort of like um sort of like during the uh french indian war uh when britain was at was going to war with france we were going to uh, and the, the american colonists were going to war with the french colonists in canada it's one of those things where the corporations are going to fight. The kids are going to follow in that aspect. So it's only there to fuel the drama, but I think we're going to get teenage soap opera and I'm here for every minute of it. It's just like, (laughs) I am already shipping characters. I am already being, being like picking out squads. Like, yeah, I'm (laughs) squads, (laughs) bro. I, I am here for it. And I am, feeling very i'm having some very weird emotions with this show that i have not had with the show before like if they drop any of these mobile suits into gundam evolution i'll let you know so you can download the game immediately i I don't know man i mean like i this is weird this is uncharted territory (laughs) for me because usually i'm here like i'm like my favorite animes are either just really way out in left field bizarro like the vampire dies in no time Mm-hmm. Or I'm a gore hound with it. So when you look at like uh, Tokyo Ghoul, Samurai Champloo, right, sort of stuff. So it. <laughs> Welcome to the magic of Gundam. <laughs> I I don't know. It's like I it's like I don't really want the fights. I want the interpersonal interaction. Like this is. <laughs> Like I, I I okay so I've watched slice of life anime. Like I watched July and April. Mm-hmm. You know and stuff like that so i know what the slice and that's what this is this is slice of life anime with mobile suits <laughs> there's some I, I i can roll with you on that to a degree <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the magic that is gundam oh i'm here for it i am here for it it's like people will ask me why do you like this i'll be like i don't know you just got this like traumatized PTSD. I don't know why. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I need it. That's all there is to it. Uh, it, it, it. Actually, you know what it reminds me of? Um, mm. When I was in when I was in grade school and my sister was in junior high. Mm-hmm. When we were on summer vacation, my sister used to watch soap operas. She would watch Days of Our Lives, and um, another one. As the but world it, turns, General Hospital. No, it was. Uh, I only know these because that's what my mom was watching. I I can't remember, but it's specifically speaking, the one I do remember that was watched a lot was uh, Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. And after 
a, about a week of being forced to watch that because she was at home and I was at home and we had to share the TV. Was it The Young and the Restless? No. Okay. It was either Santa Barbara or Another World. Those were the three soap operas that got watched in my house in uh. my house at at some point in time. <laughs> um, but Days of Our Lives is always the constant. And after about a week of being home and getting fed that eventually it's like, I got sucked into the plots. It's just like, <laughs> and all, and all it is, is just, it's trash. It's trash TV, but I'm here for it. Feed me the trash. I, I want the garbage. I will be, I will be your visual Billy, Billy goat. Feed me the garbage. I want all of it in my mouth now. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> all right. Cool beans. Well, I think we have your opinion. I'm going to say my opinion is I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's been a good series so far. It's been interesting. I'm I'm leaning more a little more interested in the, in some of the political theater is taking place between the corporations. Uh, John is is simply channeling his inner 13 year old girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> no, I get it though. Like like the relationship stuff. That's that's what happens, and so. I, I'm excited that you have been sucked into into this, not just through this, but you you see me getting into the original Mobile Suit Gundam also. Uh, that's part of the reason why, why I do the show is because um, I, I like to talk about something I can love. I love and I have a lot of love for Mobile Suit Gundam for various reasons. Well, I will I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. You're making the Gundam watch is what sucked me into this whole universe. So. <laughs> you know regardless of if you make any converts to jesus through the show you've at least made a convert to gundam so <laughs> i guess that's a win i'm not sure now i'm questioning things <laughs> well good all right guys well we're going to make our transition now over to uh the maintenance reports and um and we'll see you on the other side now loading the cruise maintenance reports reports begin in three two one. All right, and welcome to the maintenance reports. This is where uh, we take a look at the episodes or the movies and mostly Gundam that we watched, and we give you guys some sort of encouragement out of it. We point you back to some hope and some let you know that you're loved and you're cared for. Because and I didn't say this on the front end. This is part of the Geek Devotions podcast network. Geek Devotions is a show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they're loved, they're cared for, and there's a plan and purpose for their life. And that's what we want to do here. And uh, we point you back to hope. We point you back to Jesus. And um, through this medium. Now, John had a revelation in the middle of the of our recording the episode of his for his maintenance report. So I'm going to let John give you, his first. Do you, know, do, you, do you know why I think that happens to me every time we do something where I have to give some sort of weak connection? <laughs> why? I think that I have to talk things out in order to gather my thoughts and like everything that I do these these types of podcasts on my wife's not into so I can't have these conversations with her right I get um, that but my weak connection is based on ghoul maintenance report whatever wrong show <laughs> I'm new here I'm from the Xeon district so this all, all the Gundam technology right now is completely foreign to me um <laughs> But my maintenance report is uh, is based on my man Ghoul, who I relate to, despite the fact I really don't want to, um, and his desire for any kind of affirmation or love or genuine respect or feeling of being 
proud of from his father. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would encourage people not to try to find their find affirmation from others, but instead seek the affirmation from God. Um, and the scripture I have for that is Psalm 68 verses five and six. And these were verses that I held on to when my parents had their divorce. And I was very far from my father at the time. And as he didn't get saved until much, much later, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the verses go, um, father of the fatherless and protector of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. Um, and, you know, that that is to say that, you know, God is the protector. He will, you know, there's nothing that you can do that to make him not love you. Right. Um, and he will always affirm you as his son or daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he will, you know, if you go into the other Psalms, he'll, he'll lead you into green pastures and he'll, he'll lead you, you know, he works all things to the good of those who are, who, whom he loves and are called according to his purposes. So my, my, challenge to you is to not seek affirmation and not seek validation from the lips of mere men, but mm. seek validation and affirmation from your heavenly father who is eternal, uh, who only loves you and wants what's best for you. That's good. That's good. I want to add to that. Um, when I was going through some difficult times, myself and some of it um, dealing with my own family uh, trauma divorce and and some homelessness um, there was a psalm that kind of echoed to me the similar thoughts of yours psalm 121 if i raise my eyes to the hills from where does my help come my help comes from adonai the maker of heaven and earth he will not let your foot slip your guardian is not asleep no the guardian of israel never slumbers or sleeps Adonai is your guardian. At your right hand, Adonai provides you with shade. The sun can't strike you during the day or even the moon at night. Adonai will guard you against all harm. He will guard your life. Adonai will guard your coming and going from now on and forever. And um, and it's kind of like that, the mindset that him being our guardian, being there for us, um, that's, that's the role that he fulfills in our life, mm -hmm. protecting us and walking us through these situations. Um, not that things are okay. <laughs> like, like we're still walking through it, but he's there with us so we can make it. So that's good, man. I like that, man. Hey, thanks. I came up with it on the spot. You did great. Uh, it, I, I, I've, I've had to deal with a lot of, um, expository preaching expository is extemporaneous that's what that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> i like it so uh my maintenance report it's coming out of um looking at the the what i'm seeing as the uh the the the, the real struggle which is between the adults and the kids and how the kids are having to suffer uh from certain things and are having to decide where they're going to lie uh ghouls having to decide do I just play ball, do things the way my dad wants me to do it? Or do I do something different? Um, um, Mjorne, she's having to do the same thing with her father. And there's this struggle of like, well, you know, this is who my parents are. This is who I need to be also. And there are some people that have this mindset that 
well, my parents were messed up. My parents were this, my parents were that. And now I'm having to suffer those situations, but you don't, you are your own individual. You have to, you can be your own person. And uh, Ezekiel chapter 18 verses 19 through 20 says this, yet you say, why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? When the son has done when the son has done what is just and right and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he sure he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. And in this verse, what's being put out before the people of God is that, look, because there was a mindset of, you, if your father sinned, then you're having to suffer the consequences. It's, it's all yours. And God's saying, no, your own rights. If you're walking with God, you can break the habit. You can break the, 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 the curse. Cause there is a curse that comes along when, when on this passed down from child, from father to child, but you can break that. You don't have to, to be that you don't have to live in addiction. You don't have to live in, in certain things that have been put into your life. You can be a stopgap for generations to come on your own terms if you are willing to step into that and so my encouragement for everyone listening is um perhaps you come from a a family history of of some stuff maybe some alcoholism maybe some some deep-seated addictions and some uh deep-seated fear and um and anger you don't have to live that out you could be different you can break that that really generational curse in your family life and be something different moving forward and that's what these kids are having to deal with is do they be like their parents or do they become a stopgap for the generations to come and be different? So that's my, that's my, uh, maintenance report. That's a good word, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Gundam watch. Uh, I've been calling these bonus episodes that we've been doing with John. Um, I guess this is the last bonus episode with John on can the I, subject. Can I make a recommendation? Sure. What if uh, we put out these episodes like every five episodes and we can talk about it on the side while we're doing the other missions? I'm down for that. And that way we can kind of keep up talking about this uh, series while we're watching a different series. Let's make it happen. Word. Cool. So, hey, uh, if you guys missed the announcement last week, we're going to be stepping into the Gundam Wing District here in a little bit on the Planet Geekery. And uh, I'm excited uh, because Gundam Wing is how I got into Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, we got lots of stuff coming down the pipeline for it. I'm really excited because my baby sister, uh, Demera, is going to be joining us for a couple episodes uh, because she's also a big fan of Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. I, I, I got to interrupt you there. I may not be on those episodes then because my insurance doesn't cover her. <laughs> well, we'll have to figure that out. So um, I think I think General Romeo might be able to hook you up with some new insurance. Well, depending on which General Romeo we get, he might sell insurance. So <laughs> that's true. It might be the next one. We don't know. We'll find out next time we call. I guess <laughs> next week on the Gundam Watch. <laughs> John, where can people find you, my man? Uh, you can find all the things I do on the interwebs and the link tree 
that you will find in the show notes for this. Uh, specifically, would like to highlight Gospel by Gaslight. That is, by and large, even if I wasn't involved with it already, my favorite podcast on the internet. Superbly write, written, righted. Ugh. Uh, superbly <laughs> written by our very own Branson Boykin. I truly enjoy being the big bad in that. It allows me to get my evil out in a uh, productive way. So please go <laughs> check that out. And is this releasing before or after Halloween? Uh, this episode is hopefully releasing tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, then I would say also go check out our friends over at strangers and aliens. I will be making a guest appearance for the Halloween episode with Ben, Ben Avery. Um, we will be discussing the story by Ray Bradbury, something wicked this way comes. We'll be discussing both the book and the movie went back from back when uh, Disney was still dabbling in family friendly horror films. So yeah. you can go check that out as well. I dig it. Well, guys, we'll encourage you make sure you check out the Gundam watch on, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for the Gundam watch. Come take part in the conversation and join the community. Uh, also check out the YouTube channel we have for the Gundam watch. We're growing that. We actually have quite a few people who have been jumping on there. We've been, posting up a few uh youtube stories or stories shorts whatever they're called uh here and there but uh come be part of this community and share this out also want to invite you guys make sure you go over to apple itunes and uh leave a review of this podcast and uh let people know that you like it and that you've enjoyed it so all that being said ladies and gentlemen until next time remember stay devoted peace and love love and peace peace